When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's been too long since we opened up the old WHM mailbag to the public. I think we got it. It was like, what, two years ago we did that last one? Yeah, I guess so. I wish there was like radio <laughs> drama we could do with like. <laughs> like, if we can get like some sound effects of what it would sound like to go inside of a mailbag. <laughs> All right. I don't even know. Can I, can I record someone opening a satchel? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> Eric rubbing a backpack against a microphone. Great Foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought what we could do, because we have, I mean, there's a whole pile of letters. Yeah, you know, there's that so un- many. Unfortunately, some of them go unanswered. You know, we try our best to respond to people when we can and whatnot, but uh, I got here in my hand. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's, that's, is it thunder and lightning? <laughs> no, it's, it's rattling paper. But I see how you could have been fooled. I have some emails here that I think we should go through and just read. Some that I found amusing, and some are some are nice, and uh, well, well, some are just downright weird. Oh, and also, you know, advance warning: if you send us uh, an email, we might read it. Yeah, it's all <laughs> marked okay to print for us. Yeah, I'm just, we're not going to give your email address out. Probably no. not. I'm just apologizing in advance. No, we do not. You told us this in confidence. We do not sell information. Also, we will <laughs> not be reading last names. It's all just going to be first names, and that's it. And social security numbers. Yeah, yeah, first names and social security numbers. But, you know, without the last name, they can't find you. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to go through these here. I'll give us all, like, some to read, I think. Oh, that's fun. Here, let's start. I'm going to start with this one, Steve. I'm going to give it to you. You weren't on the episode that he's talking about here. but So I'll be asking the question. No, you'll be uh, you'll be reading the email. Okay, <laughs> it's not a question. Okay, you should read the subject line too. Sex on a gondola. So this is clearly referencing our episode on Hot Dog the Movie mm. uh, from someone named Mike. Uh, in your Hot Dog the Movie episode, you mentioned that the listeners should write in if they have ever gotten a blowjob on a gondola. I used to work at a ski resort with a cu- with a couple of gondolas. Uh, I'm getting less and less. Uh, this is getting less and less believable as it goes along. Why? Because the ski resort had more than one gondola. <laughs> yes, a couple of gondolas hanging out, <laughs> literally hanging okay, out. Uh, I'd love to accept this job offer. How many gondolas do you have here? Exactly? <laughs> oh, just one, huh? Listen, I'm a professional. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to give the name of the resort, uh, but most of the gondola cars had been sex-tainted by the employees in just in the few years I'd worked there. <laughs> oh, man. I personally claimed two cars, <laughs> but some of my buddies had up to five cars that wow. they'd had sex in. This is what I'm talking about. Every time we do a ski comedy, this is the life I'm talking about. And remember, if you're going to a ski resort, bring, I don't know, some all-purpose cleaner, give it a nice wipe down. <laughs> yeah. Don't take those gloves off until you get up top. You want to keep your snow pants on, your gloves on. 
Breathe out your mouth. And then burn those snow pants when you get home. <laughs> Clearly burn your snow pants. Of course, uh, these were all employees. No c- customer on customer action. As ridiculous as Hot Dog the movie was, a lot of the insane parts are pretty realistic when it comes to the ski bum lifestyle <laughs> in all its promiscuous, dirty, and disgusting glory. P.S. I know who <laughs> Nick Nolte is, which is good. Well, that, that is, that's very good. But I feel like if, I don't know why the percent, like if there was a Venn diagram of people in the world who know who Nick Nolte is and people in the world who have worked at sexy ski resorts, there'd be a lot of overlap there. I oh, feel. yeah. It's almost like a, uh, like a lunar eclipse. <laughs> Uh, Eric, I just I just gave you one that I think is uh, oh, yeah. it's pretty pretty weird. This it's one, great though. This one's called um, "Food Fights and Vasectomies" mm-hmm. by uh, Jason. Love the show. I listen while I work. It makes the monotonous day go by so much quicker. I just felt like sharing that I listened to you guys tear apart food fight while getting my balls whacked. <laughs> whacked. <laughs> Quacked, yeah. Uh, yeah the old it's a hard age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's a correlation between the two, but I figured I should let you know. I might have been the only person laughing during that kind of procedure. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> That's Amazing. a stay awake procedure? I oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't put you down? No, because I think it's all with like lasers and stuff. Wait, Whoa, wait, wait, wait. What? Laser? Yeah, dude. It's like a, it's like a goldfinger don't they, chair. Don't they need to like make a cut and peel it back and then get the laser in? Or do they just laser straight through? I think it's just lasering. Like hmm. laser to do it, and then you peel, and then the laser for the rest of it. Uh, Jason, please write us back <laughs> about the exact procedures. <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose we could always... Use Wikipedia or something, but then you you run the risk of getting uh, weird pictures. Uh, is oh, his yeah. uh, email Jason, address birthcontrolbedamned at gmail dot com? Yes. All right, this one I have. Uh, this is a question. So this will ignite a little bit of discussion here. So the this, the subject line is the best of Belushi. Uh huh. From Rob, who writes. I know you guys are always looking for mailbag material, so I watched Michael Mann's Thief for the first time last night and was surprised not only to learn that it co-starred Mr. James Belushi, but also that he was pretty good in it. So I ask you, movie haters, what's the best Jim Belushi movie? Best as in actually best, not would you make an episode out of it best? I've never seen Thief. Uh, It's excellent. Yeah, it's great. I know. that It's just on my list of things that I got to do. There's that. I mean, I would say uh, he's great right. in um, Ghost Rider with, oh, yeah. with the Polanski flick with Ewan McGregor. Right. Small role. Also, uh, Salvador, this Oliver Stone movie. Um, oh, yeah. That's also right. great because it's like it's a decent movie, but also there's uh, there's people just shooting guns at him yes, yes, all the time. Yes, but I mean, honestly, you, th- you might have done it there, uh, uh, fella. I forgot your name. Rob. Uh, Rob. Because uh, Thief is a great movie, so it's probably... His best? I th- I think Thief is the best Jim Belushi movie. It might be, speaking of my uh, cinematic au revoir of movies that I've seen, but I think Taking Care of Business is the best movie that I've seen Jim Belushi <laughs> I thought you were going to say, say The Principal. <laughs> oh, actually, no, The Principal's a better movie. The Principal's I, a better movie. I think The Principal, I actually kind of, I still legitimately like The Principal. I would watch The Principal right now. If you the Principal's, uh, you know, one of those good hangover movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we had been talking about Hangover movies back then, but uh, when we did the episode on yeah. it. But that's that's totally a good Hangover movie. Uh, all right, Steve, you're a product of divorce. I'm going to give you this one. <laughs> you just l- lead with that every time. 
Mrs. Doubtfire and the weird relationship my dad my dad has with this movie by John. Uh, no H, so now I'm giving way more information than I probably should. So oh, now it's, someone's oh, robbing his house. Jonathan. Yeah, he's yeah, a Jonathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't not, trust jo- him. not John like the apostle. <laughs> hey, nope. I fin- hey, I finished the uh, Mrs. Doubtfire episode, and, and it was incredible. Oh, thank you. While my father never dressed up as a woman... Although if my mom needed a nanny after seeing this movie, he probably would have tried, question mark. <laughs> the first time I remember seeing my dad cry was when he took me and my older brother to see this in the theater. Oh, my parents no. split up in the fall of 92, and as per usual, and not, like, and not at all like it's shown in the movie, the divorce proceeding was going on for quite a long time. I know what that's like, finalized four years later. Granted, I was a kid, so I didn't see any of this going on. But what I did see was my, he took my brother and I to see this. During the courtroom, I'm just a crazy guy who loves this kid scene. My father, visibly choking back tears and failing, just muttered to my brother, Your mother should see this movie. <laughs> oh, it's, been a joke, it's been a joke between my brother and I for years. <laughs> and it just made this episode all the better. Thanks for the great work, and I look forward to hearing more. I really appreciate that. Because... <laughs> That's all you ever hear about with the divorce and the sadness and like, oh my god, I could never, I'll right. never, I'll never forget that time I saw Mrs. Doubtfire and my dad started crying. Like, no, that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, there's, I have a ton of those stories where it's kind of hilarious. If there's just the weird memories that you have, right? Like, my folks are still together, but for a while they were separated. You yeah, know? and. uh Right when they got separated, it was, like, kind of close to Christmas. So during that time, like, we had to go to my dad's bachelor pad for Christmas Eve. Yeah. And we just watched Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> mm. So now just every time I see Ernest Saves Christmas and they're just in that bank or whatever's happening in that movie, I'm just like, ugh. Remember f- that? Remember all that mahogany? The <laughs> first time I went to my dad's bachelor pad for Christmas, he cooked a ham. And we were eating it and enjoying it, you know, waiting to open our presents and we're- Somebody asked how he made it, and he's like, oh, I basted it in Pepsi. And literally, <laughs> before he got the E out in Pepsi, I threw up everywhere. Like, I ran to the bathroom and just heave-hawed all over the place. Was this a recipe that he got from somebody, or was he just like, well, why not? Pepsi's- all out of honey. Let's see what's in the fridge. I got relish and Pepsi. <laughs> An old Chinese food, I guess. Let's mix it all together. (laughs) Wait, so, but before he told you that, though, was it good? As I remember it, I was probably like seven or something. That's like one of those things, like, when someone cooks you a meal, and and then, like, when you're done with it, they're like, oh, did you like that? Was it good? You're like, yeah, it was good. They're like, did you really like it? And you're like, yeah, it was was good, man. And they're like, yeah, you want to know what it really was? I'm like, fucking fuck you, dude. (laughs) You can't do that shit. No, No, up front. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see, Eric. You you read this one. This is this is a good one. This is uh, better be. This is <laughs> this is exemplifying what's wrong with the education system in this country. Marginally, uh, marginally amusing bad movie anecdotes. How do you say that word again? Anecdotes. 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 Yeah. I'm doing my blame it on outer space character right now. <laughs> Lo- by Lawrence. Dude, kids, look out for Lawrence. <laughs> So he says, hey, gang, and he goes into this thing about how great we are. And then he says... That's always nice. No, it's, I appreciate it. First, in high school, some of my friends were taught uh, history by one of these poor bastards who thought cool meant letting the kids do whatever the fuck they want. 
This somehow led them uh, to taking actual in-class time to watch Abraxas. <laughs> no way. Instead of learning why the Civil War happened. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Then, for for reasons that are frankly inexplicable, they decided he decided to uh, have an extra credit section on the final about it. <laughs> it oh was God. a crossword about Abraxas. Was, was this class being taught by Jesse the Body Ventura? It was worth about half the grade. <laughs> so obviously everyone in the class decided to spend their time studying by rewatching a stupid Jesse Ventura movie and taking detailed notes instead of trying to learn why George Washington was such a good fr- uh, was such a good president. Now now I got to sit you down here Lawrence and let you know that uh, George Washington wasn't in the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think it just cool. means it was like an American history class. Clearly, oh. Lawrence's view of American history has been irreparably altered by <laughs> this, this class. This fucking son of a bitch that's showing up Braxis. Well, it's not Lawrence's fault he thinks that George Washington was Abraham Lincoln. There is a chance, all but a small one, <laughs> that George Washington might have been Secundus. <laughs> he might not have been, but this teacher sure might have been Mr. Bredundus over here. <laughs> Oh, looks like another person fell victim to Mr. Bredundus's U.S. history class. So it's, it's a bunch of Abraxas questions and a whole bunch of things about Danish culture that they don't need to be teaching in America. Since most of the people were relying on the Abraxas section to boost their scores, this meant that everyone failed the test. <laughs> yeah, well, that sounds about right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, seriously. Uh, at least Civil War, the uh, at least Wikipedia, the Civil War. You know, get get the, the the main themes down. Well, I mean, there's a shot if you're watching Abraxas in class that this was a while ago. Yeah, this might be pre-wiki. It was back, uh, you know, when there was more than one copy of that movie floating around a video store. That's that's unfortunate. I hope that Every, teacher was fired. Yeah, think about that. Everyone gather around and watch a Braxis. <laughs> I mean, put on a put on a movie that takes place in history. Yeah. <laughs> My senior year in high school, like towards the end of the year, uh, we watched a lot of uh, SNL when it aired on Comedy Central. Like the teacher, what? all the classrooms had like a TV hanging from the ceiling, and for some reason, they all got cable. I don't know why classrooms in a high school would need cable, mm. but. Uh, yeah, those were the only times I, the two times I watched cable in high school on a television was Saturday Night Live reruns and uh, 9-11 coverage <laughs> on like CNN. Or so you were hooting and hollering. <laughs> hooting and hollering for one and then not enjoying Victoria Jackson on the other one. <laughs> That's a bad joke. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of jokes, we got uh, someone wrote in. They didn't leave their name, but uh, they are Samurai Karasu. Oh, we might have said too much. We might have blown their cover. Sorry, so, Valerie Plume. <laughs> Joke Jack. <laughs> Got to go back in Valerie time for that. Plain. Ah, uh, whatever. Like the uh, she's mentioned in the December song. Never mind. <clears throat> they, didn't they? They made a movie about that. I think Naomi Watts and yes! Jonathan Penn. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, that movie went nowhere. I remember when that came out. And yeah. It was like she's playing Valerie Plame, and yeah. then it just went straight to there, dust. Where that's that's where her for some reason Naomi Watts can't open a movie these days. 
Like it's just it just goes straight to DVD. That each Diana time. movie, yeah, that movie was DOA. And you know what's funny? Her Australian compatriot uh, Nicole Kidman, that Grace Kelly movie, is looking the same way. It's not got, going, it got not, fucking laughed out of the Cannes Film Festival. Going nowhere. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> the subject line to this email is with regards to Jeffrey Jones being an enormous pedophile. Okay. So we all know where we stand with that. Mm. Uh, he comes up on the show every now and again, and we right. make sure to be, uh, you know... Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> yeah. Although, no, didn't he do time? He was proven guilty. He, he took some out-of-court settlements. So oh, that's how they get around that. I'm just I'm saying this for legal purposes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's an alleged... Correct. Yes, correct. So, uh, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Skip over, skip over. Okay. I was spending some time in a Chuck E. Cheese on my nephew's third birthday. Mistake number one. The problem was the nephew wasn't there. <laughs> uh, that's an easy joke. Uh, so, And I was sitting around trying to find something to do that wouldn't make me want to blow my brains out. Chuck E. Cheese is fun. Come on. Yeah. As I stood up to find anything to do, I bumped into an older man in a brown coat. I apologized, <laughs> and as I looked at him, I could have sworn that it was none other than Jeffrey Jones himself. No way! Just with a gray mustache and significantly less hair. This man was holding a tray with no food on it and only a cup full of tokens as he wandered over to an empty table, not next to a single family in the entire establishment, and put on a big, creepy fucking smile. Wait, I got a question. Tokens. Do yeah. they have video games at these Chuck E. Cheeses? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you Ooh. never been to a Chuck E. Cheese? Well, when I was a kid, what do I remember? I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, really? You know no. what? Well, they were like suburb things. Yeah. Well, you, you guys do not know. There is one on Northern Boulevard in Queens. Oh, oh I wow. do know that. So That's right. I, th- That's right. I think if they got some video games, huh, guys? <laughs> well, now you see the thing about Chuck E. Cheese is they finally wisened up. Like, post 9-11 Chuck E. Cheese, you can't go in if you, unless you have someone under 18 with you. Really? <laughs> Figure that out. So, like, a 30-year-old man can walk into a Chuck E. Cheese with a 17-year-old boy, and everything's cool. I want to make a movie about, like, 17-year-old rent boys, but they don't do anything <laughs> sexual. They just accompany weird men to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Goddamn 9-11. I love how 9-11 caused this to happen. Yes. I'm just saying it was around that time that Chuck E. Cheese rebranded and made yeah. themselves a little more family-friendly, because the great thing about the Chuck E. Cheese I grew up going to, it was a fucking shithole. It was a it, meat market, huh? It was, dis- <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting, dude. Like, the floor, like, the carpet had not been cleaned since 1983. Like, Ugh. it was really gross. The robot band was always broken. They had this huge robot. <laughs> Please of, kill us. It was a lion that did Elvis songs because he was called the king, you know, like king of the jungle. Oh. Yeah. That's where, like, the adult sat because you could listen to Elvis covers while this robot sang at you. It was weird and scuzzy. And then it got shut down because they were hiring, like, 14-year-old uh, illegal workers. To accompany men in who didn't have children. <laughs> but they had awesome pizza. And that was the problem. When they rebranded, shittier pizza. Yeah. Uh, ah, so the famous New York pizza all you folks listening have heard about. <laughs> like Sabaro and yeah. Famiglia. <laughs> That's all we eat down here. And, we, and Chucky. You know. <laughs> and Chucky cheese pizza. Yeah. So he goes on to say, uh, Samurai does, uh, <clears throat> it is my expert analysis that while the way this gentleman looked may have just made him appear similar to Mr. Jones, 
His terrifying behaviors inside of the establishment would lend more credence to the idea that this man was indeed the dad from Beetlejuice. Or maybe a lot of pedophiles look like that. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for all the laughs and making fun of Jeffrey Jones for being a creep. See, being a creep, I think, is fair. Because, you know, alleged or not, he's just kind of a creep. Like, whatever, you get those charges, it's a bit creepy. Mm. We should always clarify, too, when we're busting on him. Because, I mean, listen, he deserves to be busted on. But it was all photo trading and emailing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's it's never, true. No know. alleged diddling. Yes, <clears throat> right. that's correct. He's not, uh, he's not Eric Stultz in the butterfly effect. I mean, this, you know, for all we know, he's an artist. For all we know. He's doing research on a book. And some art should be private. Man, that, uh, 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 what, what was his name there? That Josh Molina was on SVU playing a real creep. I think you guys don't watch current SVU, but you should check it out because I think he now holds the title for Law & Order SVU's creepiest villain. No, it can't be over John Savage and those baseball hats. Dude, he builds a torture chamber <laughs> where he like wants to take kids and cut them apart. And he lives across the street from a school. That's pretty cool. Josh Molina wins. Oh, man. I bet Stabler's not having it. <clears throat> Stabler's gone. He's been gone for like five years. Where have you been? Well, I guess he's not having it he's at all. He's not having a lot of things. <laughs> he doesn't even know what's happening. Oh, yeah. He's on, a, uh, he's on that canceled show now. <laughs> Which was too bad. That show was funny. It could have found legs. America wasn't having it that time. I you know, know. There's a lot of shows that gone before their time. You know, Almost Human. Was that good? I I liked it because I'm you're a, you're a Carl Urban head though. Uh, yeah, you know you'd follow that guy to hell. <laughs> That's where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for conversation alone, you know. B- Bones, you know, dread. Chat about that for a while with me and Carl Urban in hell. Bones, oh Bones McCoy. Yeah. I thought you meant Bones with David Boreanaz. I was like, what? You guys both watch it or something? <laughs> Carl hey. Urban loves Bones. Hey, you guys watch Bones? <laughs> That's a great, like, right before they call action on J.J. Abrams' first Star Trek. And, like, everyone, you know, uh, Quinto's trying to get his Spock down. He's like, yo, Quinto, you ever watch Bones? What? Action! <laughs> uh, uh. Also, if you're in hell and someone asks, like, oh, do you watch Bones? And you say, uh, no. Then they just take out, they just take their flesh off and they're a skeleton. Oh, so it's like a seafood kind of yeah. joke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you, guys are get, if you guys end up in hell, which many of you listening will, <laughs> do that joke. It will be, I mean, it might be played out by now, but try it out. Oh, God, he's doing the Bones joke. Newbie. Oh, God, what did he just go to hell? All right, this is a, uh, this is a nice one. Uh, Steve, uh... Since I gave you the divorced dad one, I'll give you this is a nice one to read. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a touching email. This is from someone named Michael. Michael, thank you for the email. Michael. Michael, slow down. That's a weird I listen email. to you guys on podcasts, so almost anywhere with internet, I've downloaded you. Okay. I remember being on Sentinel duty in Afghanistan and discovering you on my break. As a closet nerd, I fell in love with the show right away. We eventually started a drinking game. It was a shot every time you did an impression of someone. We nearly died. <laughs> so then it became every time you did a Patrick Stewart impression. And then we nearly died. <laughs> uh, no, the, the second nearly died isn't, isn't real. If a, you're still on tour and playing that game, don't listen to Trekmentary Nemesis. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We'll be over there for another fucking 13 years. Uh, as a grown man, I have cried three times once after... An event overseas, I pray no one suffers. 
and twice from laughter so intense from, from your podcast. Ewoks 2 discussion on Wilford and his rabbit. Pals gave... Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at this. I'm sorry to you. <laughs> uh, I thank you for your service, and I'm sorry for my email reading. <laughs> Uh, Why did you say that like you were reading it? (laughs) (laughs) Ewoks 2 discussion on Wilford Wilford and his rabbit pals. Grave uh, and the other pilot conversation drove me to laughing tears. Stay funny. Don't party too hard. Take it easy. Sent from a really cool guy. There you go. That's 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 great. That's amazing. You are someone who's definitely doing something with your life, and you take the time out of it. To listen to our show. So it's very nice of you. And you should recommend us to the, the USO. <laughs> yeah, it's a, dude, I've, I've been saying it for years. I would do USO. Oh, yeah. Go I would screen some movies for those men and women. Absolutely. I would go there. You know, that's the thing is they'd book us for like Iraq now when no one's there. Be playing be a trap by the U.S. government to get rid of us. I feel like <laughs> if I if I went to Afghanistan, I would get involved in some like shady black market hijinks. You know, like I'd become <laughs> one of those like weird expats in a white suit. Like you would be Joe uh, Joe Pantaleano in Congo. Yeah, exactly. you'd be driving people from the unmarked airstrip to the fucking heroin fields. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is what I imagined would happen. What are you guys looking for? Chasing chase the white dragon, huh? <laughs> Like, well, uh, we had a great uh, time on the USO tour. Um, permanently replacing Steve is Ben Wooster. <laughs> don't ask where he went because we don't know. So that's, that's, some, that's some emails. We'll, we'll, we'll try to make a habit of doing this a little more often because this was, mm-hmm. uh, this was enjoyable. It's fun. Thank you. We, we do appreciate our, every email we get. We do read every email we get. We don't necessarily apply to them because yeah. there's quite a few and we have to, like, we have jobs where we reply to emails all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is kind of our jobs, yeah. yeah. Just writing emails. I'll tell you this, though. Especially emails like if you're writing in like, hey, you should check out this movie or whatever. We're definitely reading that and taking it into consideration. But those are the ones that I'm like, eh, this doesn't There's not much to response. respond to other than, hey, thanks, which we yeah. try and do as best we can. But, you know, look. It's the crushing weight of, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, of all your adoration. <laughs> Twenties of, of emails we received. <laughs> well, you know, you let that shit build up, man. Yeah, it's true. The inbox is mighty full. So anyway, thank you for writing. Keep writing in. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Uh, we're gonna go now. We gotta record an episode on Mortal Kombat. So until the next mailbag opens up, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>